Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Through all of life. Let's get into the Word of God. And, and it's not just thinking, no, this isn't just about instruction. This is about worship. This is about acknowledging that we need God. This is about acknowledging that God's Word is truth. And that God's word is spirit and that God's word is life. So as we come to the word of God, it's receive. Receive what God will give to each one of you this morning. Receive the spirit that brings life. And in 1 John 2, verse 17, it says this. The world and all its desires pass away. This will pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Isn't that a great promise? Whoever does the will of God will live forever. So the trick there, we want to align ourselves with God's will. We want to align ourselves with His eternal purpose. That's good for us, but it also honours God. So what purpose has God set for Himself? And we can look through the Bible and we'll find the same answer in different contexts and in different ways. But I like what it says in Deuteronomy 32, verse 8. And it says, For the Lord's portion is his people. What's dear to God's heart? What's his portion? What is he trying to gather for himself? What is his ultimate goal, if you like? It's his people. God's portion is his people. The Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is his allotted inheritance. So God's got two people that he's gathering to himself. He's got the children of Jacob, Israel. And he has a covenant with those people. And if you are a child of Israel, then by natural descent, you come from Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. But there's another people that he's gathering to himself. Those who put their faith in Jesus Christ. Those who are regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Those who are born again into the family of God. And that's us. What is God doing? He's gathering his people for his portion, the scripture says, is his people. That's his inheritance. It's our inheritance. In all that's going on, God's purpose centers on people. God is most interested in people. I don't think my title is good grammar. People is purpose. Uh, I don't know, I was trying to be clever, I wasn't thinking, you know. But God's purpose is people. Our purpose is God's purpose. Our purpose is people. Look around you. Look around you. This is your purpose. Look out there. We can't imagine. That's our purpose. God is gathering his portion because people are his inheritance. In all that's going on, God's purpose centers on people. What's God getting out of history? A people. Are people who desire to draw near to him? Put your hand up. Yeah. Thank you. Are people who desire to seek him, to look to him, to listen to him? Are people who will honour him, walk with him? Are people who will enter into relationship with him? Are people who will enter into relationship with others? Who will trust him and enter into that same task that is on his heart? Are people who together will manifest his presence and glory on the earth. That's God's purpose. And we're much more than a people. 
We're a family. We are, God says, you are my sons and you are my daughters. That makes us family. God describes himself as our father. That makes us family. Jesus is the son of God. I'm a son of God. That makes Jesus my brother. In fact, when you look through the New Testament, Christians are more oftenly referred to as brethren, brothers and sisters than anything else. God's portion is his people. That's his inheritance. But it's much more than that. God's portion is his family. That's us. Nicole gave her takeaway about you know, isolation and feeling, you know. My takeaway is this. I'm about to tell you what my takeaway from that whole isolation experience is. And I'm sure you've got your own takeaway. Yeah. God speaks to us each and every day. God's word and promises are new every morning. Yeah. So we've all got something. But let me give you the two moments that, that I experienced in that social isolation period. Uh, and the two, are, the two are really one. And it follows on God is collecting or gathering together his portion. In Matthew 24, let me set the scene. Jesus is walking through the temple grounds and the apostles are impressed with the temple buildings and they say, Master, look at these buildings. And Jesus' response is this. He said, I tell you, soon not one of these stones is going to be left on another stone. And that's, that would be shocking because the temple was the glory of God and the centre of God's glory to the to the Jewish people. And Jesus is saying, I'm telling you, it's, it's coming down. And in AD 70, it came down. And a couple of verses later, the apostles are eager to, to ask Jesus what all that meant. And, and they say to him, when will this happen? When will this happen? And what will be the sign of the end of the age? This is the age we're living in. We're in this age. And the apostle says, what will be the sign of the end of the age? And Jesus says to him, to them. This is the sign of the end of the age. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. Matthew 28 when he gives the apostles the great commission he says, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. In Acts chapter 1, Jesus says go into all the world and this gospel that you preach is going to be preached to the ends of the earth. Yeah. And so yeah. from some spot in or just around Jerusalem, a tiny little spot, not unlike this. And what have we seen the gospel of the kingdom do? Exactly according to the words of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. This gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. Amen. The yeah. prophetic word of Jesus has and is coming to pass. Yeah. And in Revelation 7, 9, the Apostle John has a vision. After this I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And so what I saw in those early stages of isolation was a realisation of how true God has been regarding the fulfilment of those prophecies. From that tiny little spot in or around Jerusalem, according to the words of Jesus, that the gospel of this kingdom will be preached throughout the world, we've seen that happen. Yeah. And it just brought it home to me. This is our patch, this coastal plain of Perth in the northern suburbs. This is our patch. 
but God is moving right across the globe. And I saw how far, how far down the path we've come. As history has unfolded over the millennia, God has steadfastly, working through his people, been bringing those prophetic words to pass, gathering his portion, gathering his people from every tribe, every nation, and every tongue. What an exciting endeavour to be a part of. And two things brought this home to me. First of all, the blessing. We've got that image up there. There we go. There it is. Anybody cry when the blessing? Yeah. I, I sort of tear yep. up halfway through. I usually tear up when I see all different denominations. Yeah. With the same sentiment. Yeah. We love yeah. Jesus. We honour God. Yeah. God's not coming back for a denomination. He's coming back for his people. And I don't think, I don't think there was any coincidence that that song was released just before we went into global lockdown. Because the, the, the blessing, the lyrics there, are such a comfort to us as believers and such a source of strength to us as believers. And that blessing ends with peace. May you know peace. But it also filled our mouths uh, that we could sing that over our community and yeah. we could bless our nation, we could bless our state with comfort and peace and with the spirit and the word of God. Yeah. So I don't think God God knew, I think, what was coming. Yep. Because I think that song came out at just the right time. And we had God. We had the blessing of Singapore. We had the blessing of Nigeria. We had the blessing of Australia. We had the blessing of Arabic world. We had the blessing from the Hebrew people. We had the blessing from India in 33 different languages. Yeah. I was going to play it, but it was a bit too long. <laughs> no, but it's exactly what Jesus said would happen. So when I see that picture up there, I see the words of Jesus that this gospel will be preached in all the world. Yep. To the ends of the world. Yeah. And we're a part of that. What's God doing? God's portion is his people. Yeah. He's yeah. gathering together the people of like mind. Yeah. The second moment I had was on the Instagram live global prayer meetings oh, that the C3 had. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one night there where uh, we started off with Australia just you know praying. And then we kicked up to Cambodia. Mm. And a, Cambodian, a couple from yeah. Cambodia yeah. were on there with, yeah. with the yeah. church that so, started. Um, and, and they started to pray, and they were praying in English, and it was you know, a little bit stilted and stuff. Yeah. And then Pastor Phil said, "Would you pray in Khmer?" Yeah. And boom, yeah. out it came. Passion, vibrancy. Yeah. I kept, you, know, you hear the word Jesus, and you hear the word Father, and, and so on. And then we threw up to a guy who was in his car in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. Live, live. It's all live. It's all happening. Yeah. And again, he prayed, and he prayed in English, and he broke. And then he said, "Well, would you pray in Norwegian for us?" Yeah. Boom, outcome. God is gathering people from every tribe, every nation, and every time according to the word of Jesus. And I thought, wow, we haven't had this before. Well, we have, but we just weren't aware of it. That at the same time, from all around the globe, people were praying the same thing. At the same time. God's got history in his hand. So the crisis, for all its causes and effects, and there has been a lot of 
tragedy there, and even though things can be difficult, God is going to turn it for exactly what He needs it to be. Yes. To further His course. And as people of faith, that's what we declare and that's what we believe. These are times of challenge. But even though God is going to turn this around to be exactly what he wants and needs it to be. As he gathers his people from around the world. If you ever have to ask, why am I here? Mm. You ever ask that? Why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? Yeah. It's like that old marriage joke. You know? The wife says to the husband, could be the husband to the wife, but that's just... So we've got the classic joke. The husband says, the wife says to the husband, you never say you love me anymore. And the husband goes, well, I told you when we got married and if anything happens to you, I will tell you. <laughs> if anything changes, God will tell us. Yeah. Until then, who are we? We remain in the age of born-again believers who live by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. And we come together to manifest heaven and the glory of God on the earth to see the gospel preached. Yes. So I was impacted. The other thing that, that hit me was that whether they're from Kyrgyzstan, I've, I wrote them down for one meeting because I was just amazed. Whether they're from Kyrgyzstan, Cambodia, the Philippines, sorry, Uganda, Canada, Spain, Norway, Malaysia and England. Yep. All in one prayer meeting. Yeah. Yep. It was amazing. And all the different languages. And this is what I, apart from the fact that I went, wow, this word is being fulfilled. We don't see it because we've got our patch that we worry about. Yeah. Or God has, no, we worry. We love having our patch. You know? <laughs> but God has got it all in hand and all in control. The other thing that, that hit me was that I've never met these people. I don't share the same language. I don't share the same cultural background. I don't share the same outlook on life. But somehow I felt the same heart and the same spirit. Yeah, so true. Sharing a purpose, a calling, and a common understanding of who we all, all people, truly are. People who were saved by the grace of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus, alive in the Holy Spirit. And I was really struck by my connection to them and my understanding of them and the absence of any barriers concerning the things of God. But really, I shouldn't have been surprised because it's scriptural. In John 1, this is what we read. To all who believed, he gave the right to be called the children of God. That means all, all believers are sons and daughters of God. We are brothers and sisters. We are family. Whether you're from Croatia. We are family. Yeah. Whether you're from the Philippines, we are family yeah. because we are children of God. Yeah. We share a Father in heaven. As I said before, the New Testament believers are called brothers and sisters more yeah. than anything else in the New Testament. So no matter our background, tribe, nation or tongue, God is gathering us together as his portion and we are one family, God's family the church. It gets even better than that. In Hebrews 2 verses 11 to 12. Both the one who makes people holy that's Jesus Mm. and those who are made holy that's us. We are of the same family. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. That's us. And he says I will declare your name to my brothers and to my 
sisters. Jesus identifies as our brother. He's our family. Jesus speaks of us as his brothers and sisters. And again, that's amazing to grasp, but not really surprising because when he taught us to pray, he said, what, pray like this. He said, our Father. Jesus includes us as part of his family. So not only do we share our Father in heaven, we share a brother in Jesus, and we share a comforter and a counsellor, someone to walk alongside us in the Holy Spirit. No no wonder I can see a guy in his car in Norway and go, "I, I know you. You're my brother. Yeah. I understand how you think. Mm-hmm. I understand what we're doing. We're in this together. Yeah. So whether we're apart, we've had some time of physical separation and isolation, but whether we're together, we remain family. Yeah. That's right. The family of God, His church. And perhaps you've never received that invitation to be a part of God's family, to be a son and a daughter. And, and after the service day, I'd love to walk you through that. I'd love to pray with you and, and, and introduce you to your father, introduce you to your brother, because your life will never be the same again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got the opportunity here today. So just in this moment, if you want to just let me know if that's you, because I want to just go, I'd love to meet with you afterwards. Just if everyone could just close their eyes. And if that's you this morning... I'll just meet with you afterwards. And you'll become a member of God's family. If that's you this morning, just stick your hand up. Pop your hand up and I'll meet with you afterwards. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, church. Open your eyes. This family, this is God's glory. Jesus says, this temple, this building that you see, that's not God's glory. Not one stone will remain on another. Let me tell you what God's glory is. God's glory is replaced from a building with the glory of a people amongst whom God will live. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.